From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to a supersized edition of In Black and Right. A special weekend edition for so much has been going on, and I'll be happy to explain why there hasn't been an awful lot of episodes this week. Um, but before we get into it, uh, just let uh, just want to let you know that you can always contact us with email, questions, comments, shout-outs, what have you, uh, to inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can always go to our website, inblackandright.net. And we've got quite a bit on there, uh, especially, and we'll be getting into the headlines that are on uh, the website a little bit later in the program, but... I just want to basically start out by letting y'all know why there hasn't been an awful lot of episodes this week. Um, as many of you know, it's been a pretty hot summer. There have been heat emergencies all over the country, especially here in North Florida, where our beautiful studios are located. Uh, it's been pretty nutty with the weather, and because I've had... Uh, neurological problems and challenges uh, the heat and the crazy heat index uh, that's been all over North Florida and I mean from the Florida Panhandle all the way to Jacksonville uh, it's been pretty nuts uh, even South Georgia has had some problems with this as well so because of the heat and everything uh, I it causes me problems. I mean headaches, uh, balance, and various and sundry other uh, issues and symptoms. And it, it's pretty much it drains me. It takes me it takes me out essentially, physically, mentally, and when I can't give you my best uh, to everybody out there in the coalition. It, it, it saddens me, and it's awful, but I needed to take the time uh, to do so. So, uh, with some time to recover and making some adjustments to uh, the air conditioning to at least get me functional, uh, I'm back. Uh, back to, and very happy to be back and to do this sort of week in review episode. Uh for the uh, for the show and believe me of all the weeks that <laughs> this had to happen this was not the one to have happen because there was so much and I mean so much going on oh my goodness what could you do oh my 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 I mean it was such an overwhelming Newsweek. I mean, you've got so much that happened. I mean, you went from the House Oversight Committee releasing the bank records of Hunter and Joe Biden and all the money they received from all of these uh, foreign nationals. You've also have just a, a mega blockbuster that I put up a couple of days ago on on the website from the Gateway Pundit. Real, actual evidence. I mean, yes, not the mainstream media. Well, you have no evidence. Oh, shut up. My gosh. Yes, this is just insane. All the way back to 2020. And, oh my goodness, to try to do it proper justice myself oh no 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 and and i will get into that a little bit a little bit later uh but if you want to read the story at your own speed for your own enlightenment definitely go to inblackandright.net scroll down the page we have 
part one and part two of this blockbuster investigation by the Gateway Pundit. And man, oh man, is it crazy. It is wild. I thought, oh my lord, can this actually happen? Well, yes, there, there are police reports. There are investigations that have been done by law enforcement in the state of Michigan, blah, blah, blah. So for those who like to act like the mainstream media and say, well, you have no evidence. It's like, sit down, have a cookie and shut up. We've got the evidence. You just don't have the integrity. And I'm so glad that Gateway Pundit, they brought the receipts on this. But, well, like I said, we'll get into this a little bit later. But for right now, here this weekend, August the, thir- August the 12th, I should say. Now, the big event, at least in the political world, is really the Iowa State Fair. And today... President Trump will be going to the state fair. Um, yes, sadly, Secret Service in tow. But he's actually wanting to do what Trump do, does best, and that's mingle with the real people. Yes, the people of Iowa, not just the state, not not just those who are from Iowa itself, but there are people who've come from other states to look at the Iowa Fair and to see why it's such an amazing event, even though, yes, we are in a presidential uh, campaign year. Uh, Carrie Lake, who has been uh, there in Iowa for the last few days, that is her home state, and she's been there campaigning for President Trump and other candidates, talking uh, to the people, talking to... Uh, the media, so on and so forth. So it's going to be an interesting uh, one today there. And of course, this just comes on the heels of just a couple days ago when Darth Merrick Garland probably pulled one of the lamest stunts that I've ever seen. He's now named a special counsel, a special prosecutor for the Hunter Biden case. And yes... It happens to be the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, who has been apparently given a bit of, I guess if you want to call it, a promotion. And I thought, oh my gosh, seriously? I mean, seriously. I mean, you've got... The appointment of David Weiss is about as skunky as it gets because what are you going to do, you know? You've got the guy who's been the uh, investigating U.S. attorney for four freaking years, and now all of a sudden he's granted special prosecutor status, which gives him greater powers, greater uh, authority, and can go beyond uh, the state of Delaware to get indictments and so on and so forth. Now, of course, it was already bad that the whole stinking sweetheart plea deal went kaboom, and I mean kaboom, for everybody involved because the Justice Department tried to be too cute by half and tried to slip in something that the ju- that they thought the judge wouldn't notice. Well, they were wrong. And so now, David Weiss, now that he's been this appointed uh, special prosecutor, the plea deal has been completely withdrawn. And this is going to be probably one of the greatest, <laughs> if in the Biden uh, era, of pretty much covering your arse. This is a cover-up. I mean, come on, people. Have you not figured out that the uh, the cover-up is worse than the crime? Uh, excuse me. Grab to grab a bit of water. But this is one of those weird ones where the cover-up is just as bad as the crime. I mean, it's pretty close. 
So we've got all that going on. And, but there are also some other things that have been going on as well. The, um, now Congress is still on, uh, on recess, but we still have plenty of things that have to be dealt with. Absolutely, it has to be dealt with. And oh my goodness, could somebody please help me out here? <sighs> Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of looking through some things, but I'll tell you. Um, okay, let's get on to this big one. This big story from the Gateway Pundit. A two-part investigative expose on what happened on what happened in 2020 in Michigan when it dealt with election fraud. Oh, and baby, it is just crazy. Now, the Gateway Pundit and Jim Hoft, who uh, is the editor, they started out with this, and it is massively incredible because you now have, in Michigan in 2020, there are just all kinds... Going to the... Uh, going to the link that I have on the website, just click it, and you just go down this. Just scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. It is absolutely one of the most wackadoodle things that you have ever seen. I'm like, ah, my gosh, how messed up is this? I mean, let's, uh, oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. I just wanted to read a little bit of this before I get into some video that I wanted to show. Now, the beginning of the story starts like this. On October 8th, 2020, only one month before the 2020 general election, Muskegon, Mississippi City Clerk Ann Meish noticed a black female whose name was redacted from the police report Hmm. Dropping off between 8,000 to 10,000 completed voter registration applications at the city clerk's office. The Muskegon Police Department was contacted and asked to investigate on October 21, 2020. First Lieutenant Mike Anderson was contacted by Tom Fabus, Chief of Investigations for Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel's office. According to the Michigan State Police report, Mr. Fabus asked for Michigan State Police assistance with a joint investigation of alleged voter fraud being conducted by the Muskegon Police Department and the Attorney General. Now, first of all, you got this woman who, this black woman, I figure, oh God, that's really not that much of a surprise to me, who turns in Eight to 10,000 voter registration applications. Now, first of all, doing that many? Really? Are you serious? That's, that's spooky and suspicious enough. But when the city clerk in Muskegon noticed that a lot of these applications had very similar handwriting, and therefore they started the investigation and the police were called in to start and working this investigation. Okay, now that I'm just going to leave right there because I want to get to a little bit more of what was behind all this. And let's see, hang on here. I want to find it. I don't want to. Oh, God, I got to find this. I got to find this. Where in the heck? Uh, okay, this is this is wild. Because, uh, let's see, where am I? Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? I I want to I wanted to show or play this interview that Jim Hoft had with. Uh, 
yeah, there we go. That he that Jim Hoff of the Gateway Pundit had with uh, Steve Bannon of the War Room just a few days ago, and I figure, oh my gosh, I want to let him tell this because if I tried to uh, tried to explain this to you and got into the the minutia and the details. I wouldn't do this nearly the justice that it deserves. So I want to play this interview with uh, Jim Hoft and uh, Steve Bannon to let you get into the details of, and for those of you who have been, who believe that the election was stolen and you had a bunch of smart, smart pants, well, a bunch of smarty pants who thought, oh, you're just an election denier. Okay, fine. Let them act like fools. Because when you see, if you read the story and you dig into it, you're going to see the police reports. You're going to see actual sworn defi- uh, depositions and affidavits. You're going to see a whole lot. But it gets better than that. So let's go to Jim Hoft. Jim Hoff, I've only got a minute. We're going to hold you through the break. Just give me the headlines of, of what the new explosive material you've now found, sir. Uh, thanks to DC Drano, that was amazing. Um, yes, so we digged a little deeper into GBI strategies. We found the founder of this group, the director of this group, and uh, as as DC Drano said, they have uh, operations in 20 different states. Um, he has this is a this is a newsbreaker. He has 70 different organizations. He says he is running. This Gary Bell is his name. I think we struck. Pater, Steve. I think we found the deep state of the campaign operations on the Democrat Party. And um, so uh, we have a, a lot on his funding that's coming up. And we also have uh, more on Gary Bell. And I'm sure that the Democrats will not like that we're going to be yeah. talking about this player. Okay. Walk me through this again, because this is huge. Uh, and I want to take our time and go through this. So walk me through it again, Jim Hoff. All right, Steve, um, and thanks to DC Drano again. That was a great intro. Um, what we found yesterday, and we brought this to the war room and the war room audience, and for the record, Steve, that story went completely viral yesterday. And uh, you know it uh, struck a vein because uh, the fake fact checkers were out, you know, uh, trying to dis- disqualify our reporting, uh, pointing out to anything they could uh, find. Um, but um, we stand by our reporting. Um, it's it's very strange when your audience thinks of this and every and, and, and the average American that you would have an office like this where they're uh, printing writing out registrations uh, several of the registrations. Okay, I want to stop here briefly for a moment. Now, Jim Hoft is getting into the second part of this, uh, which is just. <sighs> I mean, nuclear. But this guy, this Gary Bell, he just aforementioned. Now, the headline of this, oh my gosh, the Michigan police, the police now found tens of thousands of fake registrations in an abandoned uh, office space. Bags, I mean, fake registrations. Bags, I mean, bags of prepaid gift cards. Guns with silencers. Burn phones. And a Democrat-funded organization with multiple temporary facilities in several states. That was the original headline from Gateway Pundit on August the 8th. And what... Jim Hoft is talking about now is this sort of this is what they found next about GBI strategies Gary Bell who runs it and so much more let's go back to Mr. Hoft they were uh, um, in the same handwriting that was uh, something that was a red flag immediately at the city clerk's office in Muskegon Michigan um, also, in this office, uh, they have the semi-automatic weapons plus silencers. I mean, doesn't every campaign office need to have those with burner phones, um, with, with uh, different T-shirts, and with these cash cards? And 
Steve, they are so organized with this. Um, and the fact that they not just paying cash cards, but they went and got different cash cards to make sure that it's harder to trace. Isn't that interesting? So they've been, you know, that, that says to me, this is something that um, they, they've thought about, it's organized, it's coordinated. And then today what we found was that uh, this director of GBI strategies, and this was the two offices they were talking about in the Muskegon area that they raided one of the offices. Um, this director uh, admits in this, this bio page of this obscure website, by the way, um, this, this man's name is Gary Bell. He, he literally has nothing online. It's, it's hard to find anything about this person. We scoured, you know, the internet. We had uh, one of our AI experts, who you may know, um, looking through. It's hard to find anything. What we did find was that he was bragging in, in, uh, on this one website in his bio about how he was um, working with 70 different organizations. This is Gary Bell. He's the one who's the director of GBI Strategies. He also says that he has offices, not just in Michigan, but in 20 different states, and then he's working with seven other states as an advisor. So this is a, this is a significant power player of the left. And, and um, it's interesting, isn't it, Steve, that he's hidden and that we haven't heard more about him in the past as much as we've looked into election fraud. Well, they want... They want to look. It's dark money. That's dark money, and they want to be. They want to be under the the cover of night. Continue on, Jim. Right. And speaking of dark money, then we found that this black pack, this this organization, um, was donating a lot of money to this GBI strategies, and we found that from uh, uh, Open Secrets and the FEC filings, and um, the black pack. Again, we're not sure where the money's coming for that. It looks like you know dark money on on the left. Uh, again, uh, we have to research that more. Um, but here, they had spent in one FEC filing that we put up today. Uh, this this black pack had spent 11 million, according to the FEC, um, during the 2020 election. In another filing, we saw, and this was in Open Secrets, we found that there was uh, several million that Black Pack was giving to different organizations, including GBI Strategies. And um, we also found that with GBI strategies, they were getting money from directly from the Democratic senatorial campaign, um, and um, they're linked to Joe Biden. We also found, isn't this interesting, that, um, and this is um, Kanakoa the Great, a phenomenal uh, investigator on Twitter who uh, wrote us and who's been putting up uh, information on this, uh, we also found that uh, Hillary Clinton was uh, working with this group too back in 2016, but she she didn't put in that much money. I think 58,000 from Hillary. Maybe she she should have invested a little more, and she might have found uh, had different results. Steve- <laughs> Sorry, just got to take another pause here, and just like oh my gosh, now you've got this GBI strategies, you've got Black Pack, uh, and the money that they gave to GBI and nobody knows where it's coming from. I mean, this is the ultimate definition, I think, of dark money. And yet, and yet, in a state like Michigan, but no, we can't do that because uh, the Wicked Witch of Michigan, Gretchen Witch, Gretchen Witchmer, or Whitmer, I don't know. But yeah, or the... the or the equally messed up Democrat Attorney General. Oh no, we can't have that. But oh my gosh, keep going, Mr. Hoff. Let's go back to him. Steve, I'd like to add one one thing too. Um, we've been writing about the Eric system, and this is uh, something we've written about for a couple years. It's in several states. It was in 32 states, and what it was uh, it was advertised as was this uh, voter roll system yeah. where they're going to delete all the fraudulent voter rolls and the dead voters and everything. And what we found out was it's doing anything but that, and um, that all of these yeah. states have bloated voter rolls, uh, especially the Eric system states. And we, we wrote about this uh, through, through our contributors, um, and now nine different states have dropped that system. I think yeah. that's a significant move um, in, 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 in securing our elections. Jim. 
just give us a snapshot before we let you go where you guys are in this and and what can we expect uh, you know in the in the coming days ahead well i think the uh, reaction from the left has been interesting um and it reminds me like i was saying of our eric investigation where we pointed out that this group is supposed to be uh, eliminating the fraudulent voters on the voter rolls and it's doing anything but. And as I, as I mentioned, Steve, nine states now have dropped that, uh, that organization in their states. And I should add that when we wrote about this and when these states started dropping Eric, um, uh, NPR came out with a 6,000 word hit piece on uh, Gateway Pundit and myself because uh, uh, obviously this is important to them. Okay, so I think we're going to probably find the same reaction here. Um, we have much more on the funding. We have much more on a couple other organizations that are linked to this in Michigan and elsewhere. So we'll just keep going where you know where the investigation leads us. Okay, there you go. Jim hopped to the Gateway Pundit, and apparently, he and his team have struck a nerve, a big one. Because now when you have the mainstream media, NPR or whomever wants to go after them because they hit them where they hurt. They took their election denier narrative that they've been throwing on people for the last three years. And all of a sudden, kaboom! It comes back and blows up in their face. They are the wily coyote of media. I mean, that's what the most of the media is. But give it, leave it to people like Gateway Pundit, Revolver News, Steve Bannon's War Room to come up with real information. Oh yeah, and I don't want to forget probably my one of my favorite um, investigative journalists. Uh, John Solomon and Just the News. These people are bringing receipts, baby. Oh, yeah, and the mainstream media hates them. They want to just call them discredited conspiracy theorists, blah, blah, blah. Keep going, folks, because you're drowning in the river of denial. And the more people like Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoft, and so many wonderful other people we're going to expose you we're going to keep exposing you and if you have a problem with it well you're just gonna have to have a problem with it because this is the type of thing I've been waiting for you know to see hey we told you so period and yeah <laughs> thank you thank you thank you gateway pundit and believe me read this read go to Gateway Pundit, thegatewaypundit.com, or go to inblackandright.net. Read the story in full. See the evidence for yourself, and you decide. Don't let the mainstream media decide for you, because I pretty much it's a 99.9% .9 likelihood they are lying through their teeth. So, yay happy. So, yeah, that's, that's just kind of fun. Uh, let's see. As we continue on through our fun little excursion. Uh, oh, yeah, the House Oversight Committee. Oh, oh, they've been a little bit busy. Again, a great story by Gateway Pundit. Uh, headline, Treason. House Oversight Committee releases bank records on Hunter Biden payments from Russia and Kazakh officials. Yes, I mean, that's just Kazakhstan and Russia. We haven't even gotten to Ukraine or Romania, and certainly China is quite the tale, to be sure. But let's, it's just wild. The, um, the House Oversight Committee and its chairman, James Comer. Oh my gosh. This was really a, well, a tweet over on X. But, oh my gosh. Check this out. On February 14th, 2014, Russian oligarch Yelena Baturina 
wired $3.5 million to a shell company associated with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer. About $1 million was transferred to Archer, and the remainder was used to initially fund a news company, oh, I'm sorry, a new company account, which Archer and Biden used to receive other foreign wires. Okay, and there has been just, there's more. I mean, just this tweet, this, this thread of tweets from the Oversight Committee, and they <laughs> brought, and they were showing the goods. They brought receipts, baby. They bought, they brought the receipts. And I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving this. You know, you combine all of, you combine that with Devin Archer's testimony before the Oversight Committee a, a, a little while ago. And to make it even more fun, Tucker Carlson gets an interview with, wait for it, Devin Archer. I'm like, wow. And and Tucker's been certainly busy. Oh my gosh, yes. Little side note here. His autobiography is now out. Uh, written by Chadwick Moore. And that's going to be crazy uh, if you read it. And I want to get it because... There are things, I mean, Tucker Carlson is just viral. He is just mega viral, a mega star. And wherever he lands, whatever his next project is post Fox, yeah, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. It, it's going to, and I think it's going to be wildly successful. I mean, wildly successful. But also, Tucker, since Fox didn't air the original interview he had with the former U.S. the former chief of the U.S. Capitol Police about January 6th. Apparently, he did it again. <laughs> like, oh man, he did the interview again without Fox's interference. I thought, ooh, this is going to be crazy up in here. And I'm sure it was. Now, of course, what's really gotten just really nutty is how, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I got to think about this. I got to figure out how to, uh, how to put this uh, because you've now got this whole new business with Merrick Garland trying to uh, cover his pathetic self with the appointment of David Weiss now going from U.S. attorney to special prosecutor and so many other things. Oh, man. And now you have Jack Squat and his merry band of lying sacks of crap now trying to get a January 2nd trial date for Trump. Um, and Trump is like, oh no, you do not want to go there. You do not want to go there. Because this exposes, even more so, how they want to be too cute by half. Jack Smith, is, Jack Smith has not had a good week. I mean... The protective order against the DOJ. <laughs> eh. Sorry. Strike one, uh, Jack. Just strike one. Oh, mercy. Eh. Ugh. I don't even know what to do half the time. Then, of course, you have <laughs> the January 6th kangaroo court deleting records. Evidence, depositions, everything of, so that because Trump has now subpoena power and for his legal team to gather this, now all of a sudden, poof, it's all gone. No transcripts, no depositions, no video, no audio, no nothing. And this is just a... 
well, I don't know if you really want to use the word tribute, but this shows you how incredibly useless and irrelevant, again, that this idiotic, quote-unquote, kangaroo court was. If you can't keep records, and I don't know of any other uh, committee in Congress that is allowed to take all of that material and just delete it, you know, shred it, whatever. This is, this is showing me and a whole lot of people who are really starting to pay attention uh, that Jack Squat and his crew are doing everything they can to just destroy Trump. And the fact that you're throwing in a January 2nd uh, trial date right at the beginning of primary season, uh, you've got the I mean, and they're going to be going at it for a while. So, not going to be able to get to the Iowa caucuses. You can forget the New Hampshire primary and probably even South Carolina. Because it's that simple. It's election interference. And if you don't think it is, I'd love to see you come up with the argument as to why it's not. Two and a half years this case could have been brought. If they wanted it so bad, they could have done this two and a half years ago. But they did it now. And we're still waiting, Georgia, for the grand slam as far as indictments. And they're gonna do it. There, there's no real doubt in my mind. With the increased presence of security at the Fulton County Courthouse, with physical barriers being put up around the courthouse, they're going to do it. And for the grandstanding pompous ass of a sheriff there in Fulton County talking about, oh, we're going to treat him like anybody else and we're going to get a mugshot and we're going to, yeah, uh-huh, and give it to the Atlanta Ural Constipation and all the rest of the mainstream media. Yeah, that's a real tough law guy. Gag me. Ugh. I just don't understand why these people... I mean, this... It, I, I don't know who's worse, frankly. The boy band Capitol Police officers who were with their crocodile tears and going before the J6 kangaroo court or this piece of crap. I mean, come on, people. I don't know what you think you're going to achieve with all this grandstanding and posturing, except maybe get your 15 minutes of fame and you're done. Ugh. Thank you, Fulton County. Dang. How many? And given the fact that Atlanta has over 40, maybe 45% black population, dang. If you're going to keep voting for idiots like that, then frankly... You know, I don't even want to visit Atlanta. I really don't because I can't believe that many stupid black folks would vote for people like that. But I really am not surprised. I'm really not surprised considering I've seen this just about everywhere. And I really don't. And I've got something that I'm working on. A little something I call Dear Black America. And believe you me, at as I'm approaching the age of 60, I don't have any more time to be nice to these people because black America, at its root, you voted for your own problems. Case in point. Actually, two cases in point. Let's start with Oakland, California, where the NAALCP is upset why are they upset? Because nobody is being arrested for crimes, especially black folks getting victims of crimes. It's all of a sudden, the black-on-black -black crime rate has all of a sudden 
upset the black folks and community activists of the East Bay? You brought this on yourselves, dipsticks. You brought this on yourselves. And when you have people like the Golden State Warriors coach, Steve Kerr, being Mr. Mr. Woke, Mr. Uh, defund the police, you got what you paid for, you got what you voted for, and yet, now you're screaming. I mean, that's the irony of that to me. Just, if it wasn't so darn serious, I would be busting a gut laughing. Now, another case in point. Chicago, with so many of these illegal immigrants who are coming to sanctuary cities, you know, with black leaders like New York City and Eric Adams, like this Brandon Johnson, the new mayor of Chicago, and yet now you've got black folks down in the south side of Chicago who are screaming. They are ticked off because they have all of these illegal immigrants and they're being put in their neighborhood and the black Democrats are ticked off. And I just thought, wait a minute. I mean, I hope I wasn't hallucinating. But once again, black America, you got what you voted for. You have no one to gripe about it except yourselves. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. So yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's a crack up and that will be coming... Uh, at some point here in the not in the not too distant future, but I'll tell you, now that we, at least here in Florida, this week uh, started a brand new school year for public school kids. Uh, we do start a little earlier than a lot of the country, but hey, it's okay. <clears throat> you know, it just happens. But uh, I'm probably going next Monday. The 14th, I'm doing, I'm getting ready for the premiere of my brand new Rumble uh, program in black and white special edition. And I will have an actual school superintendent talking about some of the messed up stuff that's coming and targeting kids. And I have a lot of friends of mine who are teachers. It is absolutely crazy when I tell them, hey, you know, watch out for your kids and in, in the classes you teach because they are targets. I mean, they are total targets for uh, this gender ideology crud, the alphabet groomers and activists, stuff like that. I mean, and this is what really makes me crazy. Here's a story. From the state of Oklahoma. Uh, let's see. Headline. Top Oklahoma official alleges teachers unions and China are cheerleading anti-Americanism in schools. That's part of what's going on. You take that plus you use uh, the, the NEA, the biggest education lobby in the whole country, launching a nationwide effort nationwide with the blessing and the support of Biden and Education Secretary Cardoza to uh, expand the whole LGBT uh, indoctrination effort. And this is, and I can assure you, Florida, even though in spite of everything that's been done by Governor DeSantis and the legislature, and believe me, ugh, uh, it just drives me nuts because DeSantis has done a lot of good things as governor, but as a presidential candidate, he has absolutely screwed the pooch. It's horrible, and I hate to say that, but I'll tell you, th that's crazy. Uh, that's going to be one of the things I'm going to be talking about, But I, but also... Here's a little something to make a lot of the groomers and activists, the LGBT crowd, or the alphabet people mad. 
a great um, opinion piece done by Dr. Gina Loudon from Real America's Voice. She is an actual psychologist, a mental health professional, and oh man, I love this because she takes on so many elements of these uh, messed up, twisted individuals. But I love what she wrote in townhall.com. Headline, what do the trans radicals, pro-abortion activists, and sex traffickers all have in common? I thought, ooh, I see that, and I'm like, okay, that immediately got my attention. No doubt about it, but and just reading a little bit of this, I'm trying to, yeah, I probably should put this uh, up for, uh, 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 I'll put up a link to this uh, particular column, because given what's happened with the LGBT crowd, uh, you also have the phenomenal success of the movie The Sound of Freedom this summer, and plus you throw in the Dobbs decision and what happened in the state of Ohio this past Tuesday with issue one. Oh man, this, this was just beautiful timing. Just reading a little bit of this. All from Dr. Loudon. All three groups are strikingly similar in the ways they are radical, unreasonable, and fascist as they demand that everyone conform to their religion of child sacrifice. Now, putting it like that, just to stop a moment, that says something because it is exactly like a religion. You, I've heard this from Dr. Loudon. The same thing was said by uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. These five different little pillars of uh, the woke left, it is like a religion. It's, if it's their sacraments. Uh, abortion and the killing of babies, you know, the pro-dead baby crowd. You've got open borders. Oh, we have to be compassionate. We have to let them in. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're going to pay for all of these states to have to come up with all this money for people who are crossing into our country illegally. So, I mean, there's that. You have the alphabet agenda. You also have the whole thing with gender dysphoria and that is going to be huge in public schools this year promise you that oh my gosh i mean those are just a few of the things but going back to briefly dr loudon's column the thread that connects all three is that they destroy the lives of children once a parent hands their child over to a butcher a.k.a. gender-affirming surgeon, to have their child's reproductive organs forever mutilated, that person could never change their mind later and admit they could have been wrong. To do so would be an admission that they destroyed their child's life. They must forever demand that everyone fall in line with the trans-radical agenda to, verb to avoid the fact that they destroyed the life of their beloved child. Now, this is just crazy. And as Dr. Loudon continued in her column, this is cognitive dissonance. What would make a parent, any mom, any dad, take their child, their boy, their girl, and let them be utterly changed for the rest of their lives? I mean, seriously, this is not just a one-shot-and-done deal. This will affect their, in, their entire lives. And to detransition, and there are those who do, but you don't hear about those. Oh, no. They are to be silenced. They have 
become apostates to the religion of the LGBTQ gender affirming care types. And the medical community? Oh my gosh. Hello? Have you people not heard of the Hippocratic Oath? Physician do no stinking harm. And yet you have what happened with Vanderbilt University there in Nashville, a major college, and they're talking about, oh, this is so much prop more profitable. I mean, you're worried about some you're worried about some damn money and not giving one stinking rip about the person whose life you have now just freaking ruined? Hmm? Seriously. This is why I'm thoroughly convinced that we live in the twilight zone and somehow God has removed his hand off of America. Yeah, I know that's going to be like, oh, you, you, know, you religious zealot and you need it. Shut up. We don't care about you. Your opinion is messed up. And any parent that would do that to a child, there's this very special place called hell for people like you. Because to this is the ultimate form of child abuse. At least in my mind. To do that to your kid, to allow that to be done by some money-grubbing, gender-affirming doctor, or at least someone who calls themselves a doctor, that makes zero sense to me. It makes zero sense that, oh, that you would indulge your child's gender dysphoria. I mean, you're talking a mental condition. And, it's, and these people aren't even consistent. You know, that, well, the parents can't say anything. And you need to stay out of it. We have to listen to the kids. It's like, no, you don't. No, you do not. If the kid's not 18, they don't make decisions like that for themselves, especially of that magnitude. And the parents, if they allow it to happen, they're just as screwed up as their kid is. Oh yeah, I'm not afraid of what's, I'm not afraid of this. I'm not afraid to say it. Nowhere close. We have to deal with this, folks. We need people with some sense common sense and not this new generation of parents who bend over and grab the ankles for their kid because they want to be their friend for their kid no be the parent be mom and dad stop giving yourself over to kids your kids are supposed to deal with you you not you deal with them it's very simple. You, as mom and dad, until they're 18, or they still live under your roof, you're the ones who call the shots. Now, if your kid has gotten messed up by some groomer in school, and you have any... Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's even... <laughs> there, uh, not just everything that you've had... And I will put a link to uh, Dr. Loudon's article, but apparently in California, a second school district, how dare they, have essentially offended the will of the great King Gavin the Gruesome, that they are adopting parental notification if their kid wants to change genders. You can't have that in California, not according to Gavin Newsom and the Democrats. Mm. You can't do that. But yes, this is things, these are things that I've told people. And I have, I have friends who are, in the public, who are in the public school system. But we have this coming because, and especially the faith community, the faith community, oh, they were, I'm, I, I'm, I'm part of the faith community too, but y'all are asleep at the wheel. 
Way too many. Wake up, folks. See what's going on. What they want to put your kids through if you have kids in public schools. Frankly, the Moms for Liberty and all the other parental rights groups, many of them started here in Florida. They're like, get your kids out. If you, if you really love your kids, find a way to get them the hell out of that public school of theirs. And if the administration has a problem with it, if the school board has a problem with it, it's pretty much telling them to go pound sand. That's my kid, not your kid. Do what you need to do and be responsible parents. Yep, I said it. And boy, am I going to get, I might get in trouble for it, but you know, too bad. Because somebody has to step up and protect the kids. Heck, they're not my kids, but I will sure protect them from groomers. I will stand up and tell these people, hey, back off. Just back off. This is the warfare that I've been trying to tell the faith community about for two years. I have tried my best. And apparently some folks aren't just getting it. I don't know why, but that's not up to me. My, my responsibility is to say, hey, yo, we got stuff going on here. There are problems here. And that's my job. We, we got a problem. We need to fix it. So I don't know. I really don't know, but I'm still going to do what I can. To say, hey, you know, this is crazy. I mean, we've lost the culture or we're going to have to fight like hell to get it back to some semblance of normal. Our government, I mean, my gosh. <laughs> I just wanted to, just, this just popped into my mind just recently. Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, when he was before the Judiciary Committee, about this memo that came from the Richmond field office about going after Catholic parishes because I guess quote-unquote traditional Catholics are too radical and you know these are the ones that say the Latin Mass and they are nothing short of domestic terrorists well wouldn't you know Christopher Ray lied again not only was this just a, in Richmond they had infiltrated churches, the FBI, mind you, infiltrated Catholic churches in Los Angeles and in Portland, Oregon. Well, go figure that one. Portland, as woke as it is, as brain dead as it is, it's like, yep, now here comes, you know, we have to stop these religious people. You know, we have to stop them. We have to stop the Catholics. We have to stop the evangelicals. We have to stop them. I mean, my gosh. You're acting pretty much like some demon-possessed, ugh, some demon-possessed goofball. And, well, not that I'm that far off from the truth, but oh well. <laughs> ugh, anyway, my friends, we've got a lot going on. And I didn't even, I haven't even gotten through my whole pile here, but maybe uh, I can do it again on Monday, kind of picked up pick up the stuff that I missed but but this Monday August 14th will be the premiere of the on our rumble channel of in black and white special edition doing interviews with newsmakers policy folks folks who are activists in not just in local communities but throughout the country and we've got a whole lot to deal with and that is for certain so now, my friends, I'm just going to call it a weekend. Thanks so much for spending time with us today as I'm playing catch up and I'm starting to feel actually better, <laughs> which is like, yay. Um, but we're still going to have to deal with a lot of heat. But I think we are now going to be back on track um, on Monday uh, with not just the audio version of In Black and White, but also our new interview show and looking forward to doing that so for now my friends 
be cool, literally, <laughs> because I know there's a lot of the country that's still going through a whole lot of heat, especially, and same here in Florida, but have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. I hope you had a good one, and be safe out there if you're out and about. And for now, I'll just say see you Monday, everybody. God bless. Take care of yourselves. And as always, remember, patriots come in all colors.